Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast. But all the live-action people that get killed are all killed by women in both movies. Men don't kill anybody in either of these two movies in live-action. Nobody? Nobody. Think back. Who gets killed by a man in live-action? Nobody. Yeah. All the people that get killed in the first movie are all killed by Beatrix or O-Ren. Yeah. Right? Or Go-Go. Or Go-Go. There's nobody else that gets killed by men ever in either of these two films. I think the first film, it's all mostly the crazy 88 killed by Beatrix. Yeah. And then Gogo kills a few people and Oren kills the boss. I think that illustrates my point too, because if it's done well, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't matter. And you don't notice. Yeah. You don't even notice. You're just like, Oh fuck. These are good characters. These are exciting. I like to watch this person's challenge and, and growth. And I want to see the, the arc that they go on. There is, there is actually a fucking, I think it's a joke in here, a a little nod to Michelle Yeoh when uh, Beatrix sits down with Bill and they're having a conversation. And she's like, I would have done anything for you, Bill. I would have, jumped a dirt bike onto a moving train super cop like i'm pretty sure it's a little, little nod to another female <laughs> yeah. badass yeah i thought that was awesome like it made me it made me laugh but um yeah i i really love the character development in this film like i really do like the action is the action is great again not nearly as much action but the fact that the, I, this kind of reminded me just in the same way that you've got two essential people that are going to kill themselves sitting across the table from each other, having a silver civil conversation about who they are as people and how they are going to kill each other. Uh, the the <laughs> yeah. diner scene in Heat with De Niro and Pacino. Like, what a fucking yes. great scene that was. That and, scene is iconic, man. I love that scene. <laughs> and these two are basically sitting down and just having the conversation and he's like yeah you left me and i see you with a new guy and a baby he's like yeah 
I may have overreacted. <laughs> She's like, overreacted? <laughs> you think? Overreacted? Like, We're going to use that term, are we? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, it's a great conversation. Like, it's Killing really, all my really friends good. and shooting me in the fucking face. Yeah, shooting me in the fucking face. And he just goes, she goes, we've got unfinished business. And he goes, baby, you ain't kidding. And they have this really <laughs> cool sword fight while they're seated. And essentially, yeah. he thrusts his sword at Beatrix. She slips his sword into the scabbard, and then immediately does the the uh, five the five point exploding heart technique. Yeah, the five point palm exploding heart technique on him, and the music. It's timed to it perfectly because she's like pop, 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 and he just lays back and he goes. I may touch you the five point palm exploding heart technique. And, <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, he did." Of course, of course, he did. And he's just like, "Why did you tell me?" And she's still on the uh, sodium pentothal type drug, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it's fucking it, great. It's really great too, though, because she, she they have that little scene. He gets rid of her sword. She slips his into the scabbard, and then she does pop, 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 pop. And there's a pause before she does the last hit. Of yes. the technique, where on it zooms in yes. on her face, and she's got this like, oh! and then she hits him with the last point, yeah. and he spits the blood, and then he realizes like, holy shit, she just hit me with that fucking five palm exploding heart, and now they both know he's that's dead. A wrap. He's yeah. dead. That's a wrap. He's a as walking soon as dead he takes man five right steps. Now. Yeah, and she now knows like, fuck, I can't take that back, and. Bill is going to die, so here's a little opportunity for a bit of a last word, last goodbye thing. Yes. And they have a, a nice little moment here where he realizes he's beat, and that's a wrap, and BB's going to be with her now. And there's a, a kind of a nice little tender moment where she kind of touches his hand. Well, and yeah, he like, basically... All right. He, he basically wipes the blood and is like, how do I look? And she puts yeah. her hand on his hand and... She says, you look ready. And the music is amazing. And, the, you know, the camera jibs up as he stands up. She's Buttons his little seated. jacket. Yeah, she's looking. At, yeah, he buttons up his jacket and takes his five steps and fucking dies. And drops, and that's a wrap. It's cool, man. The set behind them looks great. The the Shaw Brothers set that they built there. It's good, man. This is this is a dope scene, and you can count the one, two, three, four. Gah! And it's like, awesome. drops, and she's such yeah. a great act. Well, he's a good actor too because he's trying to be very stoic dramatic. and reserved and dramatic, and he just takes his five steps, his heart explodes, and he dies. But she's kind of like smiling and crying, like as he's getting up, like she's got this look, like a smile on her face, like yeah, we had some good times together, but you know, I had to do what I had to do, and. She wipes away her tears, and she seems to be fucking over it, man. Seems she to be. seems to be over it, but we still have this next little scene here where yeah, she and BB now take off. Yes. And they leave, and this little clip here of her leaving, and then the next morning mm -hmm. where BB is in the bed watching cartoons or whatever she's watching, and it kind of cuts to... And it's a great scene. It's it's really well shot, yeah. this scene where they're on the bed together. Or I think it's just BB on the bed watching Heckle and Jekyll or some shit. 
Um, yeah, I think yeah, she, Heckle and yes, Jekyll. Yes, it's just her. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of hanging out. But they cut to the bathroom, and Beatrix is on the floor just weeping. Yes. Uncontrollably. And she's crying, but when they kind of slowly kind of zoom down onto her, she's almost transitioning from that weeping into a laugh. Yes. And it's that, it, it seems to me, and there's a lot of debate about why she's crying about this, but I mean, it seems that she's over that part of her life now and that that part of her life is now behind her because everybody that was part of it is dead with the possible exception of Ellie Driver, which we don't know about, but everybody else is dead. So that part is finally gone and she can move on with her daughter in safety and have a whole new life and never be fucked with again. And she's happy about that, but it's also like a, like a breakup of something that you loved before where it hurts a little bit. Well, I mean, you just think about everything that she has gone through in the last four fucking years from, from the pregnancy test to that moment, right? Yeah. You know, running away, meeting Tommy, going to the church, getting shot. <laughs> you think she loses All her, her friends daughter. dying. All of her friends dying. Going on the bloodiest fucking revenge that took her all around the world. You know, like all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. like she can have like this cathartic moment. And she's, of course, laying on the floor and she's holding a little stuffed uh, lion baby. And then they said the, the lioness... Uh, is reunited with on text graphics. The lioness is reunited with the with her cub or something like that, and yes, all yeah. is right in the jungle. And that's the end of the fucking film. That's a wrap, dude. Then we cut into the uh, the music. I love this, and I love the music. Yeah. And then everybody, it just gives you just because out of the two movies, it's just giving you all of the actors and the characters they played. I love this. Yeah, it's great, eh? That that music that you see there is a is a band called Chingon. That's oh, Robert okay. Rodriguez's band. Oh, nice. Robert Rodriguez asked Quentin if he could do the score for Kill Bill Part 2 and said, "Listen, I'll do it for free. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't want to use it, then keep it and use it for something else or throw it away or whatever you want to do. Just let me do it." And he started doing it before he even saw the film. And this last little song over the credits is Robert Rodriguez's band, Chingon. That's pretty cool. Pretty dope, yeah. I, I like this. Like the, the flashback, we get the credits from both movies of mm. all the people, which is fucking awesome. You get a little throwback to Go-Go and the Crazy 88 fight and all that shit. Fuck, man. Yeah, like, you're just, you're just, like, honestly, like, Beatrix went on a journey, and I just feel that, that we as the audience went on a journey with this, man. Like, this is, you yeah. know, two exceptionally well done, but long films. Like, you go through a lot as an audience member watching both of these films like there's so much action so much character development you got black and white you've got color super saturated you got silhouettes with backlit reds and blues like very stylized yeah animation like just it's got some really really cool stuff so it's a great it's a great film and i i really enjoyed myself yeah, I really enjoyed these two films, man. This one particularly, I like the first one for its martial arts and for its lead into the story. This these movies mm. are dope. I really like them. So, and I like seeing the the they mentioned Sid Haig in there, the guy that used to play yeah. Captain uh, what's his name in the the horror Spalding. movies, Captain Spaulding. Tremendous. So yeah, th- these movies are great. I I can't uh, can't say too much about these, man. 
So what about music and soundtrack and Foley for these? What do you, what do you got for category wise? I got to go five out of five, man. Tarantino always brings this fucking a game when it comes to, well, specifically music, but the Foley and the sound work in this is absolutely amazing. A whip pan onto a sword, like or, you know, when, when a sword is pulled from the scabbard, like there's that, that, that high pitched singing noise. Yeah. Like, it's not moving anywhere, right? Like, it's just when you pull that open, they add life to that inanimate object um, by putting, you know, like when cables are pulled too tight that are metal and they're like, (laughs) like, you get that that high-pitched ring. So I have to go five out of five, dude. I think he he just fucking slayed it in the music and sound department in this film. Music, soundtrack, Foley, I can't go less than five out of five, dude. It's tremendous. Like, there's... There's not anything that I can think of that would be improved upon. I really don't. Like, the soundtrack is dope. The, the Foley is on point. And the, the, the score itself, it just adds so much atmosphere yeah. to the movie that it, well, it just pulls you in. It's tremendous. The music, when Ellie is speaking to Beatrix, like, Moana, yeah right <laughs> and he's like yes that's right i killed your master what you're just like oh my god you gotta fucking what? kill her kill her what you kill her right <laughs> like, now like a what she's saying is getting you amped up but that that fucking music is just killing it <laughs> yeah it's awesome what about acting acting the acting in this is solid five out of five like michael yeah. parks david carradine uma thurman Daryl Hannah and um, Michael Madsen, they all make an amazing, make an amazing performance in this film. Like absolutely, yeah, I, and Gordon Liu go than... as Pai Mei, like five, oh my God. Like, like five. Everybody killed Gordon Liu. Gordon Liu in his movie career prior to this, in his younger days, actually fought the character Pai Mei in his old Hong Kong movies. Yes, because Pai Mei. Is is like a uh, well ba- based on a guy named Pak Mai. Is sort of a legendary villain in Chinese sort of folklore and film history, and was used as a villain in a ton of things back then. And Gordon Liu actually fought him, and so for him to come full circle and play Pai Mei, and get to be him in this and train Uma Thurman and get killed by Ellie, it's it's fucking awesome, man. And he's mm. great in acting. All the Deadly Viper people are are wicked. Like there's no weak link that i can point to and say ah that person could have done better they're all awesome they're all so, amazing. Uh, five out of five man five out of five um in this movie i know there's not a lot but what do you do for martial arts well i score martial arts based on you know what we see on the screen stunts as well i, I include stunts yes. into the martial arts and Absolutely. also how martial arts kind of tie into the story as opposed to hi my name is my name is bobby uh oh it's time to fight. And they're like, they're very unrelated. Yes. This film, martial arts and martial arts training is a huge part of the film. Like that whole Pai Mei sequence. Um, yep. The stuff with Pai Mei and the stuff in the trailer when she fights L, it's fucking awesome. So I, yep. I'm, I'm going to go three, I'm going to go three, five out of fives. I'm going five out of five for martial arts. Cause I think the stunt work was on point. I think the way that they wove it into the story about how she was trained and how what she learned is how she defeated Bill, I thought it was perfect. I'm going to give it five to five. It's not the best martial arts I've ever seen, but the way it's baked into this film, yeah, perfect. 
and the way it ties through the different movies as well, like from one to from part one to part two. Like yes. normally, I'm, I'm not a wire work guy, but the Pai Mei shit was awesome, and it fit perfectly as yeah. both the character Pai Mei and a, a sort of a head nod and homage to the old Shaw Brothers Hong Kong flicks. Yep, when he jumps up and stands on the sword, it's awesome. Like it's so good. And it makes you laugh. It's like, oh, that's a throwback to the old school. Like, it's great, dude. It's I so good. It. I loved it. Like, if you take his performance, the fact that he was teaching martial arts, and even he's not doing doing a lot of martial arts, but what he is doing, like, just that shot where they're on the reverse on the other side of the board from him, and he puts his fist through, and he pulls his fist out, and he's looking at <laughs> you, the audience, through the hole, and he's just like, try that, you stupid dog! Like, it's just great! I'm just, like, I'm just applauding throughout this film. I'm just applauding it. So, yeah, yeah. five out of five in all categories for me. Yeah, I'm the same way, dude. I can't go less than five for martial arts and stunts. They were tremendous. Um, This is a stupid one for this, but would you put Samo in this? You don't need Samo in this, man. Like, you no. really no. you really don't. Um, it's, it's Samo not would that, not add anything. I don't, I don't think he would add anything. So no disrespect to Samo, but he's not needed. I think you're in the same boat, right? Oh, I'm totally in the same boat. I would not put Samo anywhere near this. He doesn't need to be here. It's not a story that would revolve around a yeah. character that he would help out in any real way. Yeah, um, but would you, where would you put William Hung to fuck it up? I'd put him as BB. <laughs> just, she comes in, bang, mommy! <laughs> oh my god, it's my it's my child, BB. <laughs> Daddy said you were asleep. Where would you put William Hung if you wanted to fuck this movie over? Oh, I'd make him Bill. Oh yeah, that's a good way to do it too. Because you'd fuck him up. It's like I want some answers to the questions yeah. that I have. Yes. You're going to answer them for me. Oh, I missed with the gun. I'm sorry. Let me shoot again. Yeah. Totally do I did that. my best. Did my best. I tried to shoot you. Uh, who do you buy a beer for this movie? Or, uh, God, I almost want to give you two or three beers to buy out for this movie. But Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really difficult. But I would say in this particular film, the person that I would buy a beer for would be Uma Thurman. Uh, just for a... I think she was an exceptional actor, and it also looked like during that Pai Mei scene and the montage of the buckets and the cold, um, she looked like she really put herself through a lot to really showcase this character. Um, yeah. From someone who's not a martial artist to put some stuff on screen that really had you rooting for her and had you feeling the pain that she was feeling. Yeah. Making it at the very least look like she was in pain. But I think that some of the conditions it looked like she was really fucking going up those stairs, carrying buckets of water. And it really looked yeah. like she was fucking gassed. So that's who I'd buy my beer for. And that's why, what about you? Who would you buy a beer yeah. for in this particular film? If, if I couldn't be Uma, because I think I would probably go Uma too, but if if I couldn't use her for the reasons you just stated, I would honestly probably buy it for Daryl Hannah, because oh fuck yeah, man, she did such a good job as Ellie Driver. She in this, really did. Fuck this cartoonish, over the top bad girl, evil woman character, manipulative, cunning, sly, evil. She just did such a great job, and she just fucking chewed the scenery, man. She used it so well. And yeah. went over the top like it like expected, but even more so. Fuck, she's just great. Even part one and part two, like the through yes. line of her character, 
was goddamn tremendous. I well, would, yeah, I would totally first, love to sit down. We're first introduced to her, and she's about to kill Beatrix, and Bill calls, and he's like, oh. now that little girl, she put up one hell of a fight. Uh, she, We shouldn't kill her, should we? And she's kind of pouting like a little girl. No. Yep. <laughs> like, she did such a good job there. So, yeah, solid. And, of course, like, but, you know. Yeah, the I, transition I, I, of, we don't owe her shit. Like, <laughs> we don't owe her shit. Um, to uh, to uh, uh, Michael Parks for playing two roles, like, exceptionally oh. well. Well, I mean, Gordon Yeah, I Luke wish played, that dude was still alive. I'd buy Gordon him Luke a Gordon played too. two roles as well. Like, Yeah, Crazy 88 guy and, and uh, Pai Mei. Yeah, and Sonny Chiba was so fucking good. Like, like, you know, like we're back to part one now. But everybody that was in this film, you can tell, really, really gave it their all. And I don't give a fuck. Tarantino is a master at bringing people back who were great actors from the seventies. Like when he brought Robert Forrester back for Jackie Brown. Mm -hmm. Like Robert Forrester is fucking dope, and he killed that role, man. He killed it. So he killed that role, and that led, I assume, directly to him getting the Better Call Saul role. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he did Breaking Bad, and then Better Call Saul. He was and in Breaking Twin Peaks season right, yeah. three. Like, yep, just 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 a great actor. So yeah, hats off to Tarantino for resurrecting because Robert Forster. I mean, before he passed, uh, basically said, "Yeah, Tarantino really brought my career back after Jackie Brown." That's right. Yeah, um, I assume you don't want to remake this movie. No, absolutely not. I would not remake this movie at all. I would, I'd be curious for a chapter three or a continuation, maybe with L, maybe with Beatrix, maybe with Nikki or BB. That universe is an interesting one. And I think that um, Tarantino is smart enough. I think he's smart enough to make something that's good as opposed to cashing in and just making a dog shit movie for money. Like, I really think Yeah, no, could, I think so, too. I really think he could make something good. Yeah, me too. Awesome, brother. That is a wrap on our first movie of season four. Stay tuned. We're going to release the uh, entire season four list of movies coming mm-hmm. up soon. Uh, coming up next, for next week, we are jumping uh, back one single... Oh, no, we're going ahead of the year. I'm sorry, we're going ahead. This was 2004. We're going to uh 2005 and jumping into the world of jet lee one more time we got jet lee morgan freeman and bob hoskins in unleashed unleashed yeah 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 where jet lee basically plays bob hoskins fighting dog uh, enforcement uh protector person thing so yeah i'm kind of psyched i haven't seen this in a long time so i'm kind of psyched about going back to do this one do you remember about this one at all yeah i do and bob hoskins is like such a i mean he did roger rabbit but he's also really good He's really good at comedy, which he did in Roger Rabbit. He's really good at yep. uh, strange, absurdist comedy. He did one that I watched called um, The Watch, The Fish, and A Very Big Favor, which he was playing a uh, a guy that dubbed porn to English in a sound booth. And it was... <laughs> It was actually hilarious because he he and an actress are in the sound booth together, and the two of them, while they're dubbing over this porn movie, are looking at each other and falling in love with each other while that they're is hilarious. Making, it's actually a really hilarious scene. Um, but was that also, other was that love actually that where the people did the the porn stand-ins so that they can get the lighting right and they go on a date? I did not see Love Actually because. 
I I did because it's Love Actually, but because I don't yeah, watch those movies. <laughs> no, know, there's just hey, there's a but you know there's a whatever. bunch of different scenes in that, and one of the scenes is a bunch of different people falling in love over Christmas time. But one of them is these two actors that are porn stand-ins, and they have to get in these sex positions for the lighting and shit and for the blocking. That's hilarious. And they're just talking while they're in there, and same kind of deal. They're getting to know each other and kind of falling in love while they're like, "Okay, do doggy." <laughs> Okay, do a 69. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Are they clothed? I think... Are they clothed? Maybe they're I not. I just wonder because you got to get are. skin tone, right? If you're trying yeah, to no, do lighting, you got to get skin tone. So that's hilarious. Yeah. That makes so it they're naked, like, hitting all these fucking sex poses. It's fucking funny, dude. It's really good. <laughs> so... Anyway, And he plays a great topic. villain, too. So, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. He's, he's a great actor. Next week, 2005, Unleashed on You Have Offended This podcast and once again fuck you steven seagal. fuck you steven seagal i was gonna say that that's awesome 